is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Straight Woke. My name is John. I'm Joseph. Welcome to our fourth and final episode of our COVID series. We hope that you guys have enjoyed it. We hope you find it helpful as far as uh, diving into some uh, some more specifics on kind of how the pandemic has played out, things we could have done better, things we haven't done very well at all. Um, this is our final episode. Um, as you see, the title is Nail in the Coffin. Um, we want to talk about how um, there needs to be this reality check with the American people. Um, when they say you have to get vaccinated to do this or that, when they implement this new policy or that new policy, there seems to be a lack of urgency for what that actually means. Um, generally speaking, when the government implements something, it doesn't go away without, at least without a lot of work. Right. And previously these, um, you know, every four years we switch presidents, we go a little bit this way, a little bit that way. And there's not really a ton of changes as far as our freedoms are, you know, global appearance, whatever it is, there's usually not a huge sway. I think COVID has been an incubator for some of the most radical quick changes in American history. And I think a lot of people, even conservatives fall into this, like this mindset, this kind of passive mindset of, okay, well, you know, that one more policy that they're adding, like, it's not going to radically change my life. I could put up with that. Like, that's fine. Or maybe that's not fine. Maybe you get upset about it, but maybe you don't do as much as you should to think like, oh, maybe I should do something to stop this because I'm never going to get that freedom back. And I think this needs to be a wake up call for America. When we lose a freedom, that should be this blaring siren of a red flag here. If you look at the law of this country, that's just not supposed to happen point blank period. Yeah. We should be moving towards more freedom constantly. Right. Um, so we wanted to use this episode, this final episode, you know, we've talked about how it all started, where it potentially came from, how we reacted to it. And I think last episode, we touched on a lot of things that are going to kind of overlap with this, the vaccine mandates, the, um, you know, schools implementing critical race theory. There's all these things that on a fundamental level have been pushed through in the name of we got to save ourselves from COVID mm -hmm. or we've got to save ourselves from this. And this time of panic has been a time where there's been a lot of flourishing ideas on the left that seem to have just immediately seeped into Congress and immediately, even by executive order, into our law in this country. And we want to bring some of these things to your attention and we want to remind you where you are you're in america where that should not be happening and you actually as a citizen of america have a duty to uphold the constitution which says that we the people are supposed to protect this country and the constitution against terrorism foreign and domestic and domestic and that's the key word there um we're starting to see, honestly, it's it's close to terrorism, but it's not there. But to shut down people's livelihood, like the whole in and out in San Francisco deal. Let's talk about that Crazy. for a second. Not, 
not just that they were following the guidelines with saying that everybody in here needs to wear a mask or this or that. They shut them down to where they couldn't make an income because they were unwilling to pay an employee out of their own pocket to be the police on whether the people coming in had a vaccine card or not. Do you know there's $4.2 billion in Biden's uh, relief package that they're trying to pass desperately right now? By the way, shout out Joe Manchin's and uh, Kirsten Cinema. Shouts out. Holding the line, Holding baby. Holding the line from the left, which is dope. Um, yeah, Easy I mean, there's $4.2 billion that are going to, I'm not kidding, COVID police. The same party that wanted to shut down the police departments, because we don't need them, are now wanting to create a police force that is going... Guys, if this does not scream totalitarianism to you, wake up. A police force that is going to specifically mandate their quote-unquote health policies. Meaning, if you don't have the vaccine, you fall subject to that justice system. If you don't wear a mask in a store, you fall victim to that justice system do you think it's a surprise that they are kicking out police officers that are not vaccinated that will not comply do you think it's a surprise that they're kicking out nurses and replacing them with military personnel that will not comply Mm -hmm. the only way you take over this country is internally the only way can't do it by force we've talked about this we're yeah. the greatest standing army in the world. But what if that greatest standing army in the world didn't realize that their own people were taking them over? This is where we're at, people. This is the nail in the coffin. The nail in the coffin is that you, and this is harsh. I'm a part of this. You were so weak in your thinking, so passive in your lifestyle, that you, when the government said, stay home, don't go out, when the government said, you need a vaccine to go to work. When the government said, you need to wear a mask in that store, you will not be served. Said, okay. I could deal with that. Now, there's a lot of people holding strong on the vaccine part of that. And I think that was kind of the um, <laughs> the last straw for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people got pissed about the lockdowns. Dealing with it too long. Got pissed about the masks. And now they're like, you know what? No, I'm not going to take the vaccine. But they're coming up with more and more creative ways to get you to take the vaccine. And again, we're not going to tell you what to do as far as that goes. Make your own uh, make your own health decision. decisions. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we need to have this conversation. There needs to be a switch in mindset. There has to be. When you see them taking something away from you, you say no. And you don't just go, hey, don't do that. I don't like that. You know, maybe complain on social media a little bit. I think you should be posting everywhere. I think people should see this stuff. I think a lot of people only see one or two opinions. I think we all have been very quiet as a conservative party until maybe this last definitely been waking up more. I mean, because what the last offer I agree with you was the the vaccine mandates people losing their livelihood and also them going after children, uh, forcing them to wear masks in school, and they're they're starting to push vaccinating children. That's where we hit a line. I mean, they just keep pushing that line and eventually they're going to push too far to the point where I won't be able to stand for it anymore. And 
but that's part of this discussion is like when do we hit the point of I'm not going to stand for this anymore the best and I think we've talked about this on the show before but in this context I think it's a perfect analogy a frog in boiling water Mm -hmm. for those of you that don't know if you gradually turn up the temperature of water up to boiling with a frog in there the frog's body will adjust to the temperature at a pace where it won't realize it's being boiled alive and it will just all of a sudden die I, I think that's where we're at I think a large population of the American people are just they're like yeah like I know this could kill me I know boiling water can kill me but I just don't feel it yet I just don't feel it and you know as soon as I feel it I'll do something about it but I just don't feel it yet and I think that's a really pathetic passive way of thinking uh, and I'm by no means calling for violence in the streets I want to make that very clear I'm not calling for a civil war. I'm not calling for a revolution yet. Correct. I'm not going to say that's not appropriate at some point. Well, obviously, there's, you can't say absolutes in any scenario. No. You know, I mean, yeah. if if they hit a certain point, there are times when civil war is needed. We're not nearly there yet. No. People but, aren't desperate enough yet. In, in my opinion, they haven't quite crossed the line yet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, That's kind of what I meant by that. Yeah. Um, it's... Here's my here's my red flag warning. I think if inflation increases the way it is right now, I think if these policies keep getting implemented at the rate they're getting implemented at, it's not long before we are in a Great Depression type financial scenario where people are actually hurting financially emotionally spiritually everything and they're still going to be choke holding our freedoms mm -hmm. and at that point you now have a desperate people who are hurting have nothing they're left starving. to lose and that's that's when this is going to be a problem that's a serious concern when you see what's going on at the ports right now you see what's going on in the trucking industry because of all of these shutdowns six feet they're limiting the amount of employees that can unload these ships. They're limiting the amount of employees that can really drive these trucks. California is causing a lot of issues for the entire country right now. That's the reality. They're liable for a lot of shortages. And if it keeps going this way, it's going to get a lot worse. Because they have handled COVID terribly. We're falling behind in so many different areas. Um, there's big concerns with the farming community. We could be pushing towards a serious food shortage very quickly with the way this country's going. Because as much as we like to think like, oh, everything's fine, blah, blah, blah. When you shut down a country full of this many people, what happens on the food side? Do you know like how how many people, people get desperate and they go next were door? working yeah. their asses off consistently for the food you eat every day, and we don't think twice when we shut things down. And we're just like, oh, the essential workers are working. Yeah, they are some of them, but they're limiting their options. They're slowing things down. It's a serious concern. We need to be. There, but it's up to the administration and that's the struggle here 
Right now, they're handling this terribly. The shortage of food and items. I mean, we've all noticed. You order things from Amazon, they don't come as quick as they used to. Or if they come at all. It's becoming a real bottleneck in all transportation, shipping. And eventually, with the amount of food this country consumes, and products, and gasoline, we're going to hit a point where we're going to run out of one of those things for a period of time because the Biden administration doesn't seem too concerned about it. That's by design too. I mean, yeah, for you to be in that kind of political office and not notice or care about what's going on right now, you have to have malicious intent. You have to, Mm -hmm. you can't look at the open borders, which by the way, this isn't a story that's really breaking news right now, but there are a lot of armed militants yes. that are headed towards the Arizona-Texas border right now. Yeah, they're pushing through the Mexican military, and the Mexican military is backing down Yes, on their way to America. Six, and, I, and there's veterans going down to the Arizona-Texas border, kitted out, ready, ready, ready to, to stand. Ready to defend our border. More so than our National Guard. Well, yeah, because our president wants open borders. You got to pass that through, like... Through law first, we we quite you, literally might get invaded. I'm I like this is not. And and by the way, these people we've been letting them in for hundreds of thousands of them for months. How many of those people were just slipping through without guns and they're getting them once they're here? Probably a lot. The border issue. There, I've said this before. The the amount of disasters the Biden administration has created in such a short period of time is unbelievable. And it's depressing. But we gotta we gotta as Americans stand up and talk about these things. We've gotta be more vocal that it we're not okay with sixty thousand of a 60,000 person militia pushing into our country by force. Absolutely not. Not okay. Period. It's not it's not that hard. Apply for citizenship, try to go through in the right means, but you're not going to force your way in. Because what happens if we just let them in? Like we have been doing. We, we're seeing, I guess we're about to find out. I guess we're about to find out, but we're, we're seeing serious issues already. The border has been an issue for a long time. It's one of the things Trump ran on for office. The Obama administration completely screwed up the border, but I wasn't saying Bush was doing it right either. No. There's a lot of issues with the border for a long period of time, and what we've seen over time is there's a lot of illegal immigrants involved in a lot of crime in this country. Obviously, small majority. But we need to try and at least try to weed some of the bad ones out. You have to vet the people that's coming a, into your country. That's why you need a filter. You, you have countries across the world who come out and blatantly say, we are for the death of your country. And to let people in that you have no clue who they are is unbelievable. Do we not remember 9-11? Do you, uh, yeah. Everybody who's for open borders, are, did you forget that we have been attacked? By people before from the inside and yeah have they have we dealt with them no 
We let them take back Afghanistan. Yeah, we just gave they them have more power than they've had in a long $48 time. $48 billion. By the way, I never want to hear another gun control argument from a Biden supporter ever again. Ever again. Mm-hmm. You want to take ours? How about you go get ours back first? Yeah. Pathetic. Because you, you armed a militia and honestly an army that blatantly wants the death of America. They make videos about it. They There's no hiding it. They want the death to our country and to give them military weapons and trucks and vehicles, what, billions of dollars worth of equipment that Biden left behind? Just hand it to them and then give them the country, which gives them more power. But even still, that's a whole other argument. I want to stick to the border. When you have people like that and you have other countries who, like China... Say you don't you can't speak from any power. A lot of people don't respect us right now because we don't respect ourselves. Does a person respect themselves who always leaves the door open and literally lets whoever they want come in, no matter who they are? Do you respect yourself or your family? No. You don't you're not you're not you don't care what happens. Yeah. You're just letting you you're not even vetting them. You don't even get to know them first. You just leave the door open with a sign that says Come on in. Make yourself at home. Do whatever you want. Yeah. All of this to say, we are where we are now because COVID gave a platform to a radical group to push all of this through. Mm. I don't know. I don't even know if we can really put it on COVID. I, I think it the dramatic switch happened with the Biden administration coming into power, but also I don't think the Biden administration would have gotten away with any of this if it weren't for COVID. I agree. I, I think COVID, the COVID is the was a perfect smokescreen yes. to, to blame Trump for a lot of things, but also to get anybody else in. He, he used COVID and they're still using it. Why is media not covering hardly anything else but COVID still I, I don't see a whole lot on CNN about the militia coming to our border I don't see a whole lot on CNN about all of the troubles going on in Afghanistan they don't talk about any of it Americans are being killed in Afghanistan they don't care they're not covering it there's a lot of serious issues that the media is using to get their agenda across that's the reality. And Fox News is guilty of it too. I'm sorry. No. Fox News does definitely. not cover things that they should. No. And Tucker tries. Tucker tries, but even still, it's frustrating because almost at this point all so-called news and media are now political. They don't just tell you what happens. So they're using these things and COVID has been the biggest one. COVID has been the biggest distraction to allow whatever they want to go through. Probably in American history. I mean, it's pretty close that wars have done similar things, but all we are focused on is COVID. And then by the time we're done dealing with COVID, we're exhausted about hearing about it. We're exhausted about learning about it. So why are we going to look into all these things? It's, it's a great cover up, and it's frustrating. It's very, I, I get so exhausted with the media. It hurts. It really hurts to watch. It does. 
where we want to take this with you guys, and we want to we want to try and help everyone listening to this right now really comprehend this. We need to switch our mindset as Americans, especially as patriotic, red, white, and blue-blooded Americans. We need to stop seeing the gradual removal of our freedoms as anything but a threat to our democracy. I would say for whether you're red, white, and blue or not, when we look at a lot of what like the LGBTQ is pushing for and no matter who you are, left, right, it's all generalization. There's unique people in all of these. But a lot of what everyone is fighting for is for them to have a voice, for them to be able to make decisions in this country, right? When it when it was defund the police, why was it such a big movement? Well, they believe they should have a voice to decide that. They need to start looking at this as though the reality is your voice is getting diminished and you need to pay attention to it. Because we, we, we looked at our current vice president talking about how she has the right to decide whether she gets a vaccine or not. And then when she gains power, we as, she believes we as Americans do not have that right. You start to see this hypocrisy and you got to look at it as though it's coming for you eventually. It's... It, it's history. It's human nature. It'll work its way to you. Right now, with the media companies, YouTube's a real concern. Oh, yeah. Facebook is a concern. How they are shutting people down for having opinions. They're shutting... They took away... We talked about this months ago. In Florida, the governor has a conversation with medical experts... Who have been in the field for years and years. He has a conversation with them. Because YouTube didn't agree. With what they said. YouTube. Are, are you a medical expert? First off. Let's just get there. But. Oh wait. No. Well. It didn't agree with the CDC. Oh. Okay. Well it didn't agree with the CDC. But they were giving their opinions on it. They weren't forcing anybody to do anything. They weren't saying. You're evil if you're for the vaccine. Or for mass. Or whatever they were talking about. All they were saying is, this is what we're seeing. Their voice got shut down. A governor of a state, if they can shut him down, what makes you think you have a voice in this country? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a governor of one of our 52 states. Just shut him down. Unbelievable. So there's a lot of concerns of freedom of speech in this country, and COVID's been the big push for it. Because they decided that if you were giving out information that the CDC didn't completely agree with, or even they've shut people, it's beyond that. It's what they believe with. Because when you look at it, I've seen them demonetize videos and take videos down of content creators because they literally cited the CDC. Read every word off the CDC website and they got shut down because YouTube didn't agree with it. It's hysterical. In a bad way, hysterical. It's a real concern. And a it's a lot. huge problem. It is. And this is why... Okay, so I, I want to preface this. We did not title this episode Nail in the Coffin because we think it is actually the nail in the coffin. I want to be very clear. 
it could be the nail in the coffin. Could be. But the American people's passiveness, lack of ability to stand up and fight on a grassroots level against this stuff is going to be the hammer that they use to nail the coffin. Well, luckily, from what we've seen for the past few months, I have optimism. I do There's too. a lot of people standing up. What you see going on in Virginia with the, with that school administration allowing children to go raped all in the name yeah. of of not excluding an LGBTQ person. The whole county stood up against it pretty much. Yes. Are you familiar with the term anti-fragile? Anti-fragile. I think the conservative and majority of the American people have proven to be anti-fragile over the last few months. The term anti-fragile means they actually improve when a pressure is applied. Meaning, instead of in these scenarios us just going, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, and sinking further down, we're actually tensing up our fist a little bit ready to strike. We are applying more pressure back instead of being pushed away. Um, there's actually, there's a lot of really good books about, um, the, the ideals of being Mm anti-fragile. I think it's a really good term to describe. And I've heard a lot of people recently use that term to describe the conservative party. And I think it's brilliant, but I think we need to be more than just anti-fragile. I think we need to be, I think being anti-fragile has preserved our ideals a little bit. And I, dude, I think we need to get up and do some stuff about it. Like you and I are doing this, mm-hmm. right? We're we're trying to provide the people that will listen with some guidance on how to think about these things. Another opinion, if nothing else. Yeah, just just a conversation to talk about these things, get more out there because they're trying to limit our voices. That's the whole reason yeah. why we started this. Yeah, Joseph we, and I literally had a conversation. Speech. We were like, we don't know how much longer we're going to have our freedom of speech, so let's use it while we have it. That's right. And to we're going to say fullest, what we believe. Yes, unapologetically. Um. And for what it's worth, we could all be doing more. We should be going to school board meetings and getting actually upset at these people. We should, and dude, the FBI investigating moms, moms, go more. Go more. You got to look at it like we're at a high school senior year ditch day. They can't kick us all out. Nope. They and can't guess kick what? us all out. They don't what? have enough room. If the FBI... It, okay, the FBI going after moms is exactly like Biden saying that there's going to be a mandate for these companies. It hasn't gone through. It's not law yet. Yeah, beca- it's and it's not going to be law because it's completely radically unconstitutional. And even Biden knows that. It's the same thing with the FBI pursuing things against moms. They came out with that so that you would stop going voluntarily. Don't. If the FBI ends up indicting moms for protecting their children and going to school board meetings and calling out these a-holes that work for them. They're just going to keep showing their hand more and more. The more we put them in a position where they have to cross that line, the better off we will be. Yeah. So moms keep going to school board meetings. We'll go with you. Dads go with them. Get pissed for your kids. Do your research. Stop being half-assed passive people. It's time. And, it, and if you're not going to at least be emotionally not passive and get up and talk to people, you're going to have to do a lot less passive things someday. I promise you that. So do it now. Let's all save ourselves a, a really miserable outcome. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a, 
we got to look at Joe Biden as a as a toddler. You know? <laughs> and I know that's, that's ironic, but that's I'm, not hard. <laughs> I, I, it's very ironic considering where his mental level is. But what I mean is when he steps out of line, we the American people need to correct it immediately. So that toddler learns eventually, oh, when I do this, correction is coming and correction's not comfortable. No. Never. It's it's never fun for the parents to spank their kids or punish their kids parents don't really enjoy it good parents really don't i mean that's a whole other topic but <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun for either party is the point but we must correct bad behavior immediately before it gets out of control because what happens when you don't correct a toddler they grow up into these teenagers that are completely out of control and it hits a point where you can't do anything about it you see it with kids. I've studied raising kids just because I'm kind of weird and I, I want to be a dad someday, so I studied these things. It's not if weird you don't correct it when they're young, they will hit a point where they do not respect you and they see that I can make my own decisions now. They gain a type of control in their mind that you gave them. A lot of parents are really confused when their teenagers are out of control. My first thought is, what did you, you do when they were two? You taught them to be that way. What did you do when they were three? Yeah. Now, I want to be clear. I'm speaking out of a level of ignorance. I don't have kids. But I have spent hours and hours studying this. And I've listened to a lot of brilliant people who have raised kids. Look into it for yourself if you have children. I'm not I'm not an expert. We will not tell you how to parent your but kids. But that's just the way I describe Biden. He's a toddler it's a good, who it's a wants good to get angry and yell about how there's less democracies and bang his hands on the table and be a little child about things. That's where Biden's at. We need to correct him when he's out of control. Agreed. Because right now he thinks he's in the terrible twos. He thinks whenever somebody tells him he can't, he can do whatever he wants. That's not how being the president of the free world works. No, sir. You work for us. You work for us. But he's, he's confused about that. He's confused who the authority is. Just like a toddler is. They're confused. They're like, dude, I can walk now, dude. You can't tell me what to do. All two-year-olds go through this. And that's where Biden is. I think it's the perfect analogy ever, and it's also hilarious. I was thinking about this the other day. I would love the opportunity to be one of the people at these press conferences that asks President Biden a question. They would never let somebody like you in there. <laughs> they would never let me in. No. But how funny would it be to say something along the lines of, Mr. President, when did you forget that you work for us? And if you could, respond to that question in one articulate, understandable sentence. He would fumble all over himself. Well, he wouldn't fumble. He would rage. Yes. Because he's got because, dementia, and that's very common. Yeah. Which, uh, honest, honestly, it's sad. It is. It's, it, it is very sad that... They they put him in this situation. Yes. But I, seriously, I would love someone to ask a very bottom-of-the-barrel question like that and demand that the president of the free world give an articulate answer to why he doesn't answer to the American people anymore. He couldn't do it. Yes. Well, it's really frustrating because at least with Trump, I, I enjoyed how Trump would... He would have conversations with people on the other side of the aisle that aggressively disagreed with him and he would have conversations with them 
Not always perfectly. Let me be clear. But nope. he would have conversations with them. One thing I've seen with Biden, and he, he has conversations with people that he knows is going to save him. When you watch the CNN interview, yep. he was fumbling, confused, and literally said, "Where? what am I doing here? And the interviewer, instead of letting him finish his thought, decided he was going to come in and save him and be like, oh, you're talking about this, Mr. President. Bailed him out, yeah. Bailed him out. This happens over and over again. The administration is controlling who he talks to. Yep. And we as the American people need to demand that he gives some real answers. Yes. I don't want you to talk to somebody that you have a script with. I don't want you to talk to somebody that's going to bail you out. I want you to go on Joe Rogan. I want you to go to somebody who's going to actually oh ask you questions. I would pay every dollar in my bank account for that interview to happen. If I could see you have a two hour long articulate conversation, I'd back down a little bit. I wouldn't compare you to a toddler anymore. No. Yeah. But so far you haven't showed me that. He hasn't, no. Yeah, and the one time he seemed to articulate somewhat decently, he also openly admitted when someone asked him a question, he goes, well, that wasn't the question I thought I was going to get asked. It's all scripted, all of it. He has a, he has a card. This person's going to call on you and ask this. Read this off the teleprompter. And even in those scenarios, he can barely get through it. It's brutal. Anyway, we've gone way off topic. but Yep, like we usually the, do. Yeah, like we usually do. We thank you guys for sticking with us, even though we're completely ADD in our conversations. Mm-hmm. But um, we got a lot to talk about, man. There's too much to talk <laughs> there's about. too much to talk about. We do That's, three episodes a week, and I feel like I cannot get half of the things off my chest that I want to talk about. Yeah. Because there's just so much rapid fire going on. Which, by the way, if you guys want to support us, uh, we don't even need your money. Just share this podcast with someone. Um the more of you that listen to this, the more time we're willing to give because we we want to help people, especially, and I mean this, especially people that might be on the fence about these things. We want to be one of the many ideas running around in your head that you can think about. Yeah. We're very, and by the way, we're very straightforward. If if we say something that's completely out of line, and I, I mean this, if if we say something that you disagree with and you don't think it's backed First of all, don't email us saying, I didn't like that you said that. We don't care if you liked it or not, respectfully, mm-hmm. um, because it's our opinion. Give us proof. If if we said something that was out of line, send us an email, say, hey, this was out of line, and here's why. Explain it to us, and we will retract it on our next episode if we feel it's appropriate. We want the critique, and we want, to, um, we want you guys to tell us, hey, this might have been wrong. For sure, because we're evolving people. I was Constantly. talking about this with my fiance the other day. As this podcast goes on, things I talked about six months ago, I've kind of changed my mind a little bit as time goes on. Why? Because I have more information. I've learned more. Me too. We're just yeah. people. And I think how this country likes to look back on something somebody said 10 years ago and judge it to who they are today. We are constantly evolving people. Yes. And if you have something to critique about us, we want to know it because we want to learn and we want to grow. I want to know more about these topics. So don't don't be shy. If you if you think we're wrong and you have some evidence to show that, send it to us. Straight woke podcast. We'll throw you on the podcast. Yep. No, seriously, we'll have yeah, you. Yeah, we one hundred percent will. Straight woke podcast at gmail dot com. Tell us we're wrong if we are, and if not, just drop in and say hi and say that you know you liked this or didn't like this. We would love some feedback. Um, but with that being said, this brings us to an end of our very first series here on Straight Woke, the COVID series. We hope you guys have enjoyed it. Next week, we will be starting our vaccine series. Ooh. Mm. <sighs> it should be fun. We have a lot, to, we have a lot of research to do. We got to go study. But uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in our next episode. Later. Later.